I just want to say, I said to, to a number of you, how lucky we all feel to be here, and how lucky we feel to be part of this community. This is very rare, and in times, troubling times, having each other is, is, is a great, 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 great gift. Um, Martin Buber, who's a, who's a great Jewish philosopher, he said there are two kinds of relationships in life. One is I it, where everyone is a, everyone is an object to be used to use each other, manipulate each other. The other one is I thou, which is everyone is, is an extension of each other. And he said, when the, and that's what this is. We're all extensions of each other. And in that in that moment, he said that was God. And I thought it's very appropriate. This is shofar. It, it's about. This, not this one, but it's a ram's horn. It's about 5,500 years old. Uh, that we've been, and Jews and probably Assyrians and Hittites have been blowing it for ceremonial occasions and for warnings, like the evil guys are coming over the hill. <laughs> so I thought it would be appropriate to open it with a guy whose name begins with K. This is Highlander Rewatched coming to you with a new episode covering the Highlander Worldwide 10th anniversary, nope, 25th anniversary convention. This is Eamon. <laughs> this is Kyle. And this is Keith. This is the podcast where each and every week we talk about a different facet of the Highlander universe in excruciating detail. Now, usually we're talking about episodes, but this time... We have the opportunity to talk about the Highlander Worldwide Convention, which if you followed us on Facebook and other social media presence like MySpace or Zanga. Ooh, uh, <laughs> Friendster. You, yeah, you probably saw some of these updates as they happened, but we wanted to give them a nice in-depth look here for you today. That's right. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about our entire exciting four-day trip to Los Angeles for the Highlander Worldwide Convention. And Is that the City of Angels? Nicholas Cage. City of Angels. And this is the second Highlander convention we've been to. In like a year. Yes. A little over a year. Isn't that nuts? It is nuts. It is kind of insane. This one was way more fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. Oh, yay. The the first one we were at was the ill-fated LashCon in Florida. Lakeland, Florida. Lakeland, Florida. That's right. 
you've probably heard about that if you listen to this show. Yeah. Yes, the orgy of incompetence that was the Lash Con. Yep. May it emphasis. rest in hell. Yep. Emphasis on the con. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a mess. Uh, but yeah, we should talk about what this convention was up front. This was put on by the, by the Highlander Worldwide organization, and it mm-hmm. was a star-studded event. Basically, all the cast was there. So there was an event, and then like their studs were the stars, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, so who was there? Uh, well, we had headlining, of course, Adrian Paul. We had Elizabeth Grayson. We had Stan Kirsch. Peter Wigfield. David Jim Abram- Burns. Jim Burns. David Abramowitz. Did you say Peter Wigfield? We said yes. Peter Wigfield. Sorry. <laughs> James Horan. That's right. That's right. Uh, we had some writers, Gillian Horvath and mm-hmm. Donna Leto. Plus Maury Ravinsky. Right. Another writer. Uh, we also had prop master Daryl Kyle. Don Panessa. Don oh, Don, Don Panessa. Yeah. Clay uh, Boris. Clay Boris, of course. Oh, the man, the, the myth, the clay. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Richard Martin. Richard yes, Martin. director Richard Martin. Ken Gord. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe, Pearson, Joe Pearson, another director yeah, and producer, director animated and producer. Film. Yeah, yeah, it was great. There was a ton of people there. So this was a very professionally put on convention. Yeah. Yes. There were lots of events. Oh, you... and John Mosby. Oh, and John Mosby. Of John course. Mosby. Friend of the show, John Mosby. John Mosby emceed the whole event. Which I was he thinking about hammered that the whole event. The His other parachute day, pants were crazy. John Mosby had a lot to do. Like. He had to stand through every panel. Yeah, he was, he was there working his every off. time. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah, <laughs> so and he did a really good job. Yeah, he did, and it was really wall to wall. We were just talking about it, referencing a conversation we had had where we were just kind of had no time to pause and reflect on the whole thing, and we had this moment of like, "This is fun, right? Like we're having fun." Yeah, <laughs> like, like on day three, we were at the bar and we're like, "Yeah, is this is this good?" And it's like, like "Yeah, I guess know, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, like, it's we've awesome." We've just been running around like crazy, but now that we have a chance to actually reflect on it. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, not a lot of time to process because it was so nutso. No, yeah, they, but yeah. we weren't there to fuck around and have fun. We were there to bring you content, so <laughs> we had right. to hustle. But it's weird. Like at Lashcon, we had so much downtime. But we it, made a. We still like we you know we, we polished that turd. Hate each other. <laughs> we, we made the best of it. But yeah. I'm like, yeah, this we just had stuff to literally do right. almost every second. And yeah. often we had to divide the three of us in yeah. order for right. us to be able to do it all. Right, because there's panels going on. There's us doing maybe interviews with guests or convention goers. There's selling magnets. There's like there's all this just stuff to do. Plus, we try to get eyes on every panel to right. report back to you good people. Yeah. Right. Except yeah. for the ones of you who are bad. You know who you are. <laughs> yeah. The bad people won't be able to hear this episode. <laughs> You bad boys and girls. <laughs> well, that, got, that took a creepy turn. It sure did. Oh, boy. Eamon's mustache took over on that it one. It did. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Clarice. Thanks, everybody, who donated to our GoFundMe to make this trip happen. You uh, are really the stars it. in our sky. Yeah. And the if apple do- of our eye. <laughs> Someone give me another rhyme word. Uh thigh nope yeah okay that's not that's just the word thigh (laughs) anyway you guys are great we treasure your support yes and if you still want to support the highlander rewatch podcast you can still head on over to gofundme.com backslash highlander dash rewatched dash gathering and you can still donate to our campaign because uh we're still raising those funds for the trip so yeah but there's not much time left the clock is a ticking right so if you wanted to donate beforehand, you can't. This is your final opportunity to sneak in some dollars. That's right. So should we talk about how this trip kind of came together in our, you know, our traveling? We'll just maybe go day by day. Sure. Day by day. So we left on, what, Thursday evening? Yeah, right after work. Mm-hmm. Yes, so. it was a harrowing trip to the airport. Oh, boy. As, or as Rewatcher Keith was stuck in traffic. and Yeah, there was uh, some traffic and then the, the stupid parking lot at the airport. Oh, like, yeah. it's kind of far away. Yeah. 
We and I had a backpack cut on it that, to the wire. Yeah, we yeah. did. Uh, we had we, like what we made five less, less than five minutes, I think, to get on the plane. Yeah, we made last call for checked bags for our flight. Yeah, like Keith made it to the terminal carrying a bag that contained fifty pounds of magnets it on his back. It was so fucking. He was walking heavy. like a gremlin. <laughs> walking like a gremlin. <laughs> when I walked through the door, you're like, "Are you okay?" It's like these bags are really heavy, and <laughs> it was fucking heavy. Yeah. yeah, it was no joke. Like every time someone said how heavy it was, I was like, "Okay." Okay, yeah, and then it was my turn to carry it, and I was like, oh, oh God, <laughs> did I just age? <laughs> yeah, so that was a treat, getting the magnets through airport security. They're, oh, allo- they love they're that. allowed, but then I saw the bag go off to the side. It's like, sir, is this bag yours? It's like, oh, man. It's like, what is Both in times. here, sir? Yeah. yeah, way there and way back. It's like, yeah, it's basically a backpack full of metal. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so then they had to check every single magnet. They, like, swabbed them. Yeah, it was intense, so... At least they didn't take the bag that's out of the individual packages and swab each magnet. Yeah, that'd be bad. We just wouldn't have made it. Yeah. <laughs> they would still be checking it right now. Right. So we made it on the plane. That was good. Yeah, that's, that was a required start. Right. Turns out, also, you can buy pouches of alcohol. Not little bottles. Little plastic baggies. Yes. That mm-hmm. you can drink on a plane if you're a real stooge like the three of us. Yep. So I had a little little kits for us of all these stupid bags of liquor. Uh, they're disgusting. Yeah, they are gross. I've never seen them anywhere except for my local liquor store, and they're like a dollar a piece, and it's like absolute swill. <laughs> blue zebra vodka was one of them. The vodka's not blue. No nope. blue zeb. Yeah, the blue zebs. We flew out there. There were no sky malls involved, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. you know, it was an uneventful, speedy trip. An yeah. hour shorter than it should have been, which yeah. was nice. Very nice. And then we uh, managed to touch down in L.A. in La that night Mm -hmm. and headed over to the Crown Plaza where there was a bunch of people already at the bar. That's right. Gearing up for action. Yeah, we met, we met our listener David G. Yeah, who I've heard he from came. He wasn't at the convention proper, but he specifically drove to the hotel to hang out with us. Yeah, was which was awesome. Nice. Which yeah, was very cool touching. Guy. You're a swell dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun to talk to him. And we we talked to a lot of people at the bar that night, including a possibly super secret. Yeah, there's a super secret surprise guest. guest that we met at the bar. But stay tuned, and it was like some trippy stories. Uh, it was weird. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, we saw Andy at the bar as Andy, well. Andy, the locations master for mm-hmm. Highlander Worldwide, who you've okay. probably heard on this show before, mm-hmm. one of our chronicles. And by this point, we had all been up for how long? I realized that I was up for 24 hours at that point. I get, I woke up at 4.30 that morning. Oh, my God. And I don't think we Woof. had gone to bed until almost 2 o'clock that morning. Yeah. we. And so 2 on. o'clock LA yeah. time is like 5 o'clock our time. time. So, so that was yeah. 24 hours straight. Fuck. Yeah, we and really, that was like the whole weekend. It was yeah, just like no sleep. How are you alive the next day? <laughs> I don't know. How are any of us alive? <laughs> are we dead? We might Ooh. be. Is this a sixth sense scenario? Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got to hang at the bar. John Mosby came mm-hmm. by that night. It was all very nice. Totally. Yeah. Got to go spend a lot of money at this hotel bar for not much. Yeah, I remember we were ordering beers, and at some point. I was like, Kyle, like, can you hand me the beer list? And you're like, the taps are right there. I'm like, no, no, no. I want to see how much these cost. And then it was revealed that like the Miller Lights were like eleven dollars. Yeah, and, and for twelve like, bucks oh. you could get like a stone double IPA. And it's like, mm, mistakes were made. Eleven dollars, really? I, it, was, it was. It was, it was like expensive. at least ten dollars. This was like ballpark prices. It was garbage. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
We went to Betty Bye. Betty Bye. Yep. Woke up the next morning, made oatmeal in a coffee maker, and got ready to deliver you sweet, sweet content. So in the morning, we had headed down to, I guess, the kind of convention mm-hmm. area. People that were going to the convention, they were getting like tote bags and their schedules and folders. They had all mm-hmm. this kind of swag for everybody. And we got to see the first panel of the day was Prop Secret with Daryl Kyle. Yes. So Daryl Kyle is associated with Davis Panzer and that he makes a bunch of their like officially licensed props for them right down in Texas, texas yes. and he also uh, works with adrian making special bokens for, for the sword experience people who want that deluxe sword experience the deluxe experience mm-hmm. so that was the first thing unfortunately all the props that he had sent to himself didn't quite make it alas yeah. You know, he still made made the most of it. He was a very funny, kind of like charming guy going through telling us about all this stuff. So, I don't know. What were some highlights? He had a, a film-used Kurgan helmet, which we all tried on. Yes. Pictures are on Facebook. That was a ton of fun. He revealed that Quincy Brown has a very small head. Though I think my favorite moment in the entire thing, Eamon was actually responsible for. Uh, <laughs> because he's asking us, as part of his warm-up to the whole thing, Daryl Kyle was like, Hey, so, you know, what do you think about when you think about Lord of the Rings or Rambo? Or any, I forget what the third movie he names was. I th- or Highlander was the third movie he names. And Eamon, no one was saying anything, so Eamon interjected the word lightsaber. <laughs> well, I thought before he started... <laughs> He's like, what do you think of, you think of Lord of the Rings or Highlander? Lightsaber. <laughs> well, I thought he... And he just took it and ran with it. <laughs> I thought he said, what are some like interesting props that you think of? And then he started naming specific movies. No, he was trying to say that when you think of these movies, you think of the iconic props uh, in them. What's an ic- iconic Rambo prop? The though? knife. That's what he wanted to tell us. Us uh, to talk about I was guess. the knife. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh, well. I misunderstood that whole scenario. <laughs> I know, and I was I was dying <laughs> the whole time. It's <laughs> like, yeah, the lightsaber, cool, cool beans, cool nice, beans, nice story, bro. But anyway, this was really cool. He had the a bunch of props that he passed around. He got to try on the Kurgan helm. There's actually some funny pictures of your rewatchers wearing said Kurgan helm. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He also did a cool demonstration. One of the things that was really funny that was like the thematic scope of the whole thing was just like, yo, these props take like two minutes to throw together. <laughs> and it's all about like trying to make them look good for as cheap as possible. Like check out yeah. this fire. This is just spray painted fiberglass. Right. And these aren't like his replica props that you'd buy for like hundreds of dollars. He's talking about like on screen. Mm. Right. Yeah. The ones that they're actually using in film, like they look so nice but they're actually like pretty chintzy you throw them together real fast right so that was kind of interesting and he just like very quickly he's like you know i poured some fiberglass mold into this to make the kurgan armor and now i just spray paint it and i'm scratching it with a wire brush boom mm-hmm. <laughs> done and done yeah it was cool yeah almost all of his stuff is molded so he'll get like a piece or, or craft a piece himself and then cast it and then create these molds that he can then replicate over and over and over again one thing that was kind of interesting is he mentioned that he actually got a number of the molds that he used directly from people involved in the show. Mm-hmm. Davis Panzer actually sent him some of the original molds for making some of this stuff. And that's how he was able to make them so realistic looking. And yeah. that's pretty cool. And what was one of the materials, Kyle, that he used? Uh, giraffe bones. <laughs> oh, At right. one point, he's just yeah. like, we get all our bones legally. And I'm just saying, like, what the fuck? You get your bones legally? What are we <laughs> talking about? Like, he made, like, this one sword pommel out of a giraffe femur or something like that. And it felt really cool. No, like, it's cool. He passed them around. It felt categorically different from like the plastic ones. Right. Yeah, they were really nice and interesting, mm-hmm. um, especially just to feel them, get a tactile 
He also had some Xena props. That yeah. A bunch of Xena props. The he Xena was joking that was the really Z- dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had some sharp points on it. Yeah. But yeah, he was joking that the Xena fans are very particular about yeah. like how perfect the props need to be. And then yeah. I mentioned that to him, and he said, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he totally said it. I think he used the phrase, it's like, people call me and they're like, okay, I want this prop, but uh, I want it to be better than what you've listed, but I don't want to pay full price for it, and it needs to be, like, blessed by a priest and kissed by God, and, like, <laughs> so on and so forth. So, you know, nerds are real difficult, <laughs> apparently. You know who you are. I'm just kidding. Uh, and also, it was really cool. He talked about how the Kurgan armor was built. I think we touched on this in our previous recap that, like, the shoulder pads are just the helmet, like, cut into three different pieces and kind of yeah. stacked on each other to make shoulder pads. And that seemed like a very cool economical way to create the whole armor. Yeah, make a very cool-looking piece of armor. He said Russell Mulcahy himself sent him, like, the Kurgan suitcase. That's yes, right, yeah. The little the suitcase for his split three-part yeah. sword. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. That is cool. He was saying at one point, like, the Kurgan sword, the one in the suitcase, is not meant for swinging around. That's, like, specifically meant for the scene where he puts it together. And somebody, like, totally misunderstood the point of that and was saying the opposite. I just thought that was Yeah, somebody kept on, was, like, not letting, like, kept on asking this question about yeah. it. It's like, like, no, no, no. No, the reverse. <laughs> what <he> said. <laughs> it's very clear. Yeah. Also, it was interesting just hearing him talk about, uh, in a lot of ways, the props you get at home are better quality. Like, for instance, that sword where you, like, push the button and, like, the little spikes snap out. He's saying, like, the one for the movie, that could do that once and exactly once. Like, it wasn't meant to be reset. It wasn't meant to do anything. But if someone's going to pay him money to make them a Kurgan sword, they better be able to... Hold on, Kyle. For some reason, we're getting a phone call here. Who's calling? I don't know. This is this better be important because we're interrupting the podcast. So let me let me answer this and see what this is. Hello? Keith? Hey, is this Stan Kirsch? This is Stan Kirsch. How are Stan you? Stan Kirsch calling into the Highlander Rewatch podcast. We were just talking about the, <laughs> hey, the convention. <laughs> hey, Stan. How are you? How's it going? This I'm good. How are you guys? Most well. excellent. How's the podcast going? We're good. We've been going since ten o'clock this morning, recording episode oh recaps. I know it takes. A- <laughs> yeah, it takes a minute. Also, like we never the, shut the, up. The so. recap is longer than the convention itself. <laughs> yeah, right. We've actually been doing this since the convention. Yeah. <laughs> minute by minute, second by second recap. What were you thinking uh, at minute twelve oh five on Saturday? I was thinking <laughs> I'm hungry. <laughs> but what was your experience at the convention, Stan? It seemed like there was a. a big reunion of sorts going on what was it like oh, for you as a, a guest time. i had a great time i was great to see some of the fans um some of whom i recognized from so many years ago but people were so warm and so nice and so friendly and i'm astounded that so many people turned out after 25 years it was really great to spend time with a lot of those people who meant so much to me at a point in my life in my 20s whom i spent so much time with and some i keep in touch with more than others but i hadn't seen Ken Gordon, 20 years, Richard Martin, Clay Boris. It was great to see Lizzie, Adrian. I, I talked to Adrian. I, I do see Don, David Abramowitz. It was amazing. It was really special. I got to say, it was, it was the most special convention I ever went to. Well, we feel lucky that uh, we've only managed to go to one, and we're glad it was this one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was definitely, it definitely had that feel of, wow, this is not something that we just do and it's ordinary and it was a unique thing. It was great to be a part of. And of course, my highlight 
had to be doing this interview with the Highlander Rewatch guy. <laughs> oh, really? That does sound exciting. Do you want to you tell us a little more about that? <laughs> <laughs> that was so much fun. That was so much fun to meet you guys in person and do that interview. That was awesome. And you did very well in the catalog game. That's true. Despite it being your, uh, your first oh, yeah, game. I think I went one and one with Wendy. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> And, yeah, and, but one I kind I one I really played that screwy Price is Right game where you go one cent under what she. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It's always. A I, I was a little. I played a little dirty on the second. <laughs> That's what you got to do. You got to play to win. Killed this is me serious on the first business. one. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy killing it. So, was there any kind of top backstage moments there? You know, we got to see the panels and things like that. But on well, on your side, I guess the two top backstage moments were well three. Okay, when I, 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 cause I, I was only there from the day Saturday and I got there, uh, around 8.15 and Annie, who works with Carmel, she brought me, you know, I, yeah, I hope it's not true, but I call it the Bobby Kennedy route, you know, through the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> oh. I mean, yeah, the back way to get out to the, uh, stage. And there was Peter Winfield just sitting there. Uh, I haven't seen Peter in 20 years and now he's a doctor and so, that was a great backstage moment. Oh my gosh, you know, and so we had a little catch up for a few minutes and then, uh, as time went on, uh, Don showed up, Adrian showed up and we had like a little mini reunion back there. And, uh, it was really special. And then after the, the intro and then the panel with, uh, the gathering panel with Adrian and Don and myself had a nice special backstage moment with Jim Burns. I hadn't seen Jim at the time and we got to catch up and had a great moment where I was walking. This was at some point during the morning. I think it was right before I saw you guys. I was walking through the hotel, the, the lobby area into the dealer's room, and Clay Boris pops out. I, again, I've seen him in maybe 25, and he says, yo, you want to fight? <laughs> that sounds like Clay. And I, I, I didn't, I, I had no idea, you know, if he was being serious or screwing around with me or, you know, and I said, uh, no, and he said, yo, hey, and I said, God, and then I recognized him. Um, <laughs> but that was one of my funniest backstage moments. I had a nice lunch with David Abramowitz and, and Don Panessa and his wife, Renee, and we got to spend some time together. Richard Martin and Clay Board were having a beer, so we caught up with them a little bit. And it was all in all a fantastic day. And one thing we can definitely attest to is Clay Boris. Guy knows how to drink. That's true. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, those Canadians, you got to watch out for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, they, they, they know their way around a beer. I'll yeah. tell you that. <laughs> he, they showed us the way around a beer, and we we're like, oh, we are out of our. We're, punch, we're <laughs> yeah, punching around, above our weight around, here. Around and around and around. It's like a top. I don't know when it's top. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stan, you have a new project coming up, and I wondered if you could tell <laughs> our fans about it or your fans. Yeah, I have a new uh, podcast coming out. Our slogan at our studio is We're Working Actors Work, so we just called it We're Working Actors Talk, and it is being produced by none other than Keith. Hey, well, yeah. who's that guy? Doing an amazing job, yeah. Thank and, you, And um, we did our first, I wouldn't call it show, I just recorded our first episode in late September. Uh, we had the entire cast of a 
sitcom that was on ABC Family, which is now a title Freeform, which ran for six years. It's called Baby Daddy. All five series regulars came in uh, one evening, and for about an hour, we just shot the shit. Me, them, we had a ton of our students in attendance. These guys are so funny and so talented, and it was truly a highlight to get all five of them in one place at one time. And uh, it's coming out great. I'm super excited about it. Keith, you're doing an amazing job. Uh, I can't wait to drop it. And then in future episodes... We'll talk to actors and cast executives, agents, anybody who can be entertaining, but also supply some words of wisdom to actors out there who are looking for answers to questions and just want to be inspired and entertained and uh, a, a little bit educated along the way. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm really happy to be working with you, Keith. Awesome. It's a pleasure to work with you as well, Stan. And yeah, for all our listeners out there, you're obviously fans of Stan. That's why you're here. So it's going to be a really, I mean, like having worked on the first episode now, like this show is really fascinating. I mean, if you're into acting, if you're into just kind of like kind of how the sausage gets made in the entertainment industry, like this show is definitely worth your time. Uh, and so oh, you can find you. Uh, so yeah so for our, li- our listeners out there when this launches you can find it uh, links to it on stankerstudios.com and it's going to be on yep. iTunes soon and so you can subscribe to it and there'll be new episodes every few weeks for your listening pleasure yeah that first one I'm really excited about I mean I think even if one is not involved in the entertainment business just to find out how these people who came from such vastly different backgrounds and it hit the entertainment industry and they got into their acting careers in such different manners and at such a different times in their lives. I would think it would be fascinating. I mean, if somebody was had nothing to do with what I did for a living, a doctor, uh, an attorney, you know, it's, I find it interesting always how people who become so successful, how they started out. You know, it's easy to go, oh, well, wow, they're this big whatever, you know, they're this big actor, they're, they're this big surgeon or attorney. But how do they start? How do they get from A to B to C, you know, and look at those small steps that end up becoming big steps along the way. And I thought those guys were so entertaining. And like I said, they were extremely generous with their time. So, and Keith, you're killing it. Thank you, Stan. Well, thank you for being generous <laughs> with your time and giving us a call. So, yeah, thanks a lot. And we'll keep everybody out there posted on Stan Kerr Studios, where working actors talk. talk. To you guys, the Highlander rewatch community out there. I love you guys. You're awesome. Awesome. Aww. You heard it yeah. here first, people. You guys people. have a great rest of the podcast. All right. Thank you, you take Stan. care, Stan. You're the man. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. Thanks for calling. Right. See ya. Wow. You got to stop giving the number out for this uh, podcast because anybody just can't. I know any call in fucking Joe Schmo will just yeah, call trying up. to record. <laughs> yeah, just anybody. I'm Guy really... can sure talk. Oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm totally kidding. We're joking. Stan yeah. Kirsch is the man. He He's so that. nice. If that call didn't demonstrate that, Kirshin it, Kirshin it. Yeah, he was right. super cool. And I'm really excited to check out his podcast. Yeah, me too. Firsthand, he, I can testify. A preview of it. It's already. awesome. Yeah. Testify. Yeah. Preach That's testimony. Right. <laughs> no, it's it's cool. Everyone's gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it. Working hard on it, so it's gonna be good stuff, guys. Yeah. yeah. And how cool and generous he is with his time. The man. Plus, swell talking to us dicks. And not mm-hmm. a bad actor to boot. Heyo. So what the fuck were we talking about? We were talking about Daryl Kyle's prop secret. That's right. So what I was saying was the Kurgan sword 
in the movie was only designed to shoot out its little spikes once. That was the, all it could do. But of course, if you're buying this thing for home, you want to be able to like bust it out all the times and like show it to your friends. Yeah, you want to be able to have fucking alone time fantasy play with your Kirkin sword. Like, cha-ching! 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 <laughs> so you need to be able to make it pop several times so he couldn't just like make it pop. use the same technique they used in the movie. So that was interesting. Yeah. You yeah. know, like in some ways these fan replicas are more sophisticated than their on-screen counterparts. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And he was just a really nice guy. He talked to us. He made a point to talk to us like throughout the yeah. convention. Very and, nice uh, guys. And him, him and his business associates were there yeah. as well. All great people. Mm-hmm. And their table was awesome. And they had donated some stuff to the auction, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about later as well. Yeah. Uh, but also stay tuned for our, our exclusive video interview with Daryl. Right. Uh, which will be coming your way. So you'll get to hear more of these stories and some new ones that we haven't told you about mm-hmm. uh, firsthand from the man himself. Yeah, yeah. The next panel, I don't think we saw this one, the no. fan fiction. We panel. did not see the fan fiction one. I know our listener Wendy went to it. Maybe she can send us an email with a recap or if anybody listening went to that panel if you want to email us a recap maybe we can read it on a future yeah. episode the door to the panel spread wide open <laughs> was there a lot of Keith, like Kyle and Eamon <laughs> entered it gently but firmly gently but firmly yeah I wonder the panel let out a oh coup of surprise <laughs> as the rewatchers entered them a coup of surprise and delight anyway <laughs> Sorry, that's what happened, I assume. Probably. I think that is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyway, if one of our listeners did manage to attend this panel, we were running around, we were interviewing... We were, I think, interviewing Daryl at this time. Yes. Yeah. Getting exclusive. That kind of interrupted our um, coverage of that panel. Sorry, folks. Yeah, but then... Of course, also, all morning, classes are going on. So, Efron Agash is doing his class. Anthony Delongis was doing his uh, whip class first thing in the morning. At this point, I think the Katana versus Longsword class was going on, co-taught by Efron and... Anthony. Anthony DeLon just gave me a ton of shit for not going to that. Oh, he yeah. did. At, I at, remember at, that. At the meet and greet dinner, Kyle was like, hey, how'd your class go? And he was like, you should have come. <laughs> or like, you should have signed up for it. It's like, jeez, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just asking you about it, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So that was funny? Maybe? Question mark? Question mark? <laughs> Question Keith, mark. what are you drinking? That looks so refreshing. Oh, uh, yes. Often on these kind of recap episodes, we are eating things like wrap snacks or what else have we eaten on this? Star Trek beer. Star, Star Trek, Trek beer. Been eating Star All Trek sorts beer. of weird nonsense. Uh, this isn't quite a novelty drink, although it's hard to find. We are drinking Moxie. Moxie. Which is a soda from like the turn of the century. It's mm. a little medicinal. It is definitely medicinal. It's like in the cola like, family. But it's herbal. Herbal it's a little medicinal. So it's this got like is an anise aftertaste that's very potent. I like it a lot. It's also very good mixed with a little whiskey uh, mm. and a little lime juice. I could see that. That sounds great. Yeah, it's only made in two parts in the whole con- two parts of the country. It's made in Maine and Western PA. So it's very hard to get. I mean, it's hard to get in Philadelphia. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, Western PA, for those who aren't familiar with maps, it's pretty fucking far away. It is. Yeah. So I had actually purchased this last time I was in Maine. I have a little stockpile of Moxie in my basement. Ooh. You got your Moxie hoard? That's right. Mm, it's good. I'm you got Moxie, kid. So next the next panel, panel up was Getting Animated with Joe Pearson and... David Abramovitz. Yeah. Eamon, do you want to tell us about that? Sure. Um, so Joe Pearson was the producer on the anime Highlander movie, Highlander The Search for Vengeance. 
He also directed the War of the Worlds animated feature that features most of the Highlander cast and was written by David Abramovitz. He worked on a lot of animation projects. Uh, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys, which was a cartoon oh, I watched yeah. as a kid, um, he was responsible for. The Pearl Jam music video, Do the Evolution, which I remember from when I was a kid. It was a very intimate uh, panel. Um, basically, everybody was kind of in a circle. Me and Keith actually had to stand throughout the whole panel, mm-hmm. as well as John Mosby. Just going back to Jos- John Mosby again, man, Josby. he must have been tired because he was literally standing for like over 10 hours yeah every day day. yeah for like four days in a row Mm -hmm. but basically we came in a little late david abramowitz was telling us about the director kawajiri story which you know if you haven't heard our interview with him you should maybe go back and listen to it because he what are you doing go listen to it yeah chronicle number one pause this go back and listen to it we'll wait come back to this Mm -hmm. there'll be now be 45 minutes of silence (laughs) while you do that in Japan, the director is kind of the top dog, and David Abramowitz would say stuff, and then it would get translated, and it would just be like, Director Kawajiri says, you know, okay means okay. So like, yeah, that was one of the, end of the, st- one of the, the highlights yeah. of the story. was Ashley's like, okay, what does that mean? Does that mean, okay, I'm going to leave your office, and you're going to do whatever you want? Does that mean, okay, you agree with me? Yeah. And the answer was, okay, okay means okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> like- he also told a funny story about how... Um, they went out to eat, and he was just being served all these different sushis he didn't want to eat, and his like liquor kept getting refilled, and he kept oh, on right. drinking it because he thought he was just supposed to drink it, where it's like, if you want to stop, you should leave your cup half full. Right. The, the custom in Japan, it's polite to always refill, because you're a generous host, so you always refill your dining companion's glass. They should never have to refill it themselves. So if it's empty, you refill it. doesn't mean you have to drink it. It's just refilled, so... Don't finish your drink. Yeah. It's a lesson learned. Abramowitz said he connected with Kawajiri because Kawajiri used to watch old Western television shows like Gunsmoke and Have Fun, Will Travel. And that's kind of how they eventually became, I guess, more friendly. Ultimately, he said the movie would have been better if either David Abramowitz wasn't involved or if Kawajiri wasn't involved. Like their two, I guess, visions were very individual and very different. Right. And I think I might agree with him. I actually like that movie, but I feel like it's not quite a good Highlander story and it's not quite a Kawajiri movie. So I think there was maybe some tension there. Mm. A rough hybrid? Yeah. I thought I thought those were interesting stories and a, a good insight. Joe right. Pearson seemed to like the movie a little more than David Abramowitz did, right. I think. But I think he comes at it from a little bit of a different place. Yeah. Like, for David, Highlander's his baby, essentially. Yeah. And Joe seems to be, like, big into animation. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows a lot about anime and different cartoon projects. He seems starstruck by being able to work with Kawajiri, it seems. Right. He he seemed so glad to be there. (laughs) And he was the... Joe Pierce was the coolest guy. He talked to us a lot over the course of the weekend. Yeah, he was great. We teamed up with him to uh, use our table to sell some of his wares. He had these cool signed copies of War of the Worlds and posters and things. It was awesome. And he just, like, hung with us and... There's a video interview of him as well that right. should be coming your way. Yeah, and he gave us a cool signed copy of War of the Worlds signed yeah, by him and producer awesome Kevin poster. Eastman, yeah. which is neat. It was really great. Uh, so stay tuned for, for uh, a future podcast where we'll actually be talking about that movie, I think. Yeah, we'll probably have a movie hang, watch that, mm-hmm. and report back on it for those of you who haven't seen it or want to or just want to dish on it. Yeah. But I thought Joe make it, made a great point about Highlander Search for Vengeance where he's like, in the pantheon of Highlander movies, it's actually one of the better ones. That's a fact. And I think I agree with him. Yeah, like, probably. I like it more than, personally, Endgame 
or the source. Well, yeah, that's not <laughs> yeah. a low. That's a low bar. Yeah, I haven't seen Highlander three. Highlander two. I'd say it's better than Highlander 2. Mm, probably. I mean, yeah. it's a more put-together piece than Highlander yeah. 2, certainly. Yeah. I, haven't seen it, I haven't seen it since it came out on DVD, yes. I don't think. I remember, like, I remember renting it, it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure. excited to revisit that, which yeah. will actually be happening fairly soon, probably. Sooner than we think. Yeah, because we're going to do like Highlander 3, and then yeah. before we get to Endgame, we're going to do probably The Search for Vengeance. So. Yeah. Oh, the other thing I want to... I want to see World of the Worlds a lot now because Jim Burns voices Teddy Roosevelt. That's <laughs> right. Yes. Which sounds amazing. That mm-hmm. does actually sound amazing. Cool. So after this, Elizabeth Grayson was doing her fan kata class. Which we talked, we've talked to people who have done that, and they say it's very interesting and relaxing and very like Tai Chi influenced. It seemed really cool. Yeah, and we got to watch it at the last convention, which was pretty neat. She does a great job. So this day was also the day that Keith and I got to do the sword experience, mm-hmm. which we talked about that a bit before, but short, long story short, it was dope. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. There's some photos of that up on our Facebook page if you've never seen photos from it. But, uh, Keith, what was your experience like? Your sword experience. My sword experience. Well, let's see. Adrian divided the whole group into different pairs. Winners and losers. Winners and losers. Uh, But he divided everybody up into black and red swords. Those were the two sides of the choreography. And then we got paired. My group, I was on the black sword team, so to speak. We got paired with Adrian. And then the red swords were paired with his assistant, Mark Mitka. Yeah. He was like a local L.A. martial artist who was very cool. Yeah. And, you know, I liked him a lot uh, and was much older than he looked. Oh, really? Yeah. He revealed he was like in his late 50s. I would have put this what? guy early 40s. What? Yeah. Are I was like, what me? the fuck are you eating, man? Wow. Jesus. This guy looks immortal. <laughs> uh, and what was the fight we were doing? Glory Days. Glory Days. Yes, was the choreography. Yeah, so we did a couple beats from the sword fight in that, and it was really cool. So yeah, my partner, his name was Joe, I believe. He was a local L.A. guy. He was actually just there for the sword experience, not there for the whole Does he own a bar? And Kyle, you were paired up with... A guy named Michael, who's a... A listener uh, of ours. A listener of ours who does, uh, who teaches film, actually. Right. So he was uh, a knowledgeable sort. Mm -hmm. He seemed very afraid I was going to hit him with my sword. I never did. Really? (laughs) Keith, can you say the same? I may have <laughs> you may. tapped, or someone maybe ran into my sword. I don't know. Somebody ran into it. Ran their face into your sword. <laughs> cheek. The soft cheek maybe hit the sword. The soft cheek? Yeah, the soft to the hard cheek. cheek. <laughs> anyway, I may have accidentally grazed my partner's cheek with the sword when we were passing each other. Oh. <sighs> Whoops. You drew first blood. I drew first blood. Uh, I got hit in the knuckles a lot, so let's, you know. He's not innocent. <laughs> no, it was fun. Um, I felt really bad when I hit him in the face. <laughs> what was AP like as a teacher? Um, he was good. I mean, he went around the room. He tried to work with everybody a little bit, uh, which was good. It was a very big group, so. Yeah, I wish we had gone. In the morning, I mean, maybe. But we, we couldn't to... have done the morning. It was way too early. Yeah, after what we did the night before and the time delay, that would have been a nightmare. Right. But I think it would have been a better experience in the morning. Also, he made some people do push-ups. Yeah, he was not messing around. He's like, don't interrupt, don't talk. And he's like, I will make you do push-ups. And if you still do it, I'll make everybody do push-ups. Because we're on a schedule here. So. Yeah, and some fucking people wouldn't shut up. So. <laughs> wow, really? I'm not yeah. going to say who it was. Was <laughs> it you? No. Oh, okay. You knew who it was. Oh, right? yeah. <laughs> and do we all know who it is? Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, and they had to do some push-ups. Which is very funny. Yeah. They you know who you are out there. They weren't being disrespectful or anything. They were 
trying to help their partner out. And, uh, you know. AP had no chill about the whole thing. <laughs> Actually, but no, it was fine. I kind of get the impression AP has no chill. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, sorry, is that too hot a take for this podcast? I don't think so. He's very serious. He takes yes, his job seriously. Yes. Eamon has a face like, what have we done? <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, it, the whole thing was super cool. I recommend it. Unfortunately, Keith and I were not allowed to be partners because AP split us up intentionally. It's because so you we were wearing those T-shirts. Our stupid-ass T-shirts. Yeah, what <laughs> asshole designed those? Uh, uh, Keith. And you, kind of. <laughs> and you. Def- and definitely you. Actually, I was trying to tease Eamon, not Keith, but... Uh. You can have some, Keith. Technically, Keith repurposed my image. I'm pretty t-shirt. good at repurposing other people's content for my own use, <laughs> like the I'm in a Rewatch podcast. <laughs> you did a good job, though. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. We'll Thank see you. about those shirts in the future for public consumption. Hopefully. Anyway. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Uh, then we all went outside. Uh, well, we did, like, exercising and shit. Like, there was, like, crunches and stuff to do and, like, hopping over your sword. I'm even so glad he was not there We for did this. exercise. Yes, I am. Very glad. <laughs> The hopping over the sword thing was, like, not easy. It was, like, no. this thing where you had to, like, kick your leg over the sword. That was fun. Yeah. But, yeah, then we all went outside into, like, the courtyard. They had, like, a film crew there. And the, oh. this was, like, extensively filmed. Like, we ran through the choreography, like, a dozen times. Outside, yes. Yeah, so they could film it from all different angles and right. move around. It was very neat. Yeah, so we'll hopefully post that video when it becomes available. But, yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we at least got to run the choreography through together right at the end. And it was way better. We both, like killed it yeah on I, that one and I was, it was pretty good i kind of wish we had had the opportunity to work together because we would have been wailing on each other yeah, it would have been, been great cool you guys think you Keith could remember it i definitely, definitely can remember, can remember it, it and i was kind of thinking that we should maybe get... when we do glory days we should film us doing, doing the choreography because i actually do have a couple bokens and i think we could do it yeah let's fucking do it okay, it's gonna cool. be great you have bokens no <laughs> i do i have them from years and years ago why because I'm cool. <laughs> he's a weird dude, man. Yeah. yeah, apparently. So, yeah, I'm actually excited to do that. We should try to do it. We should practice a little. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gear up. I'll be Delman Russ. <laughs> Delman you Russ. just approach us. Yeah. I'm Delman, Delman Russ. Delman Russ. Very good. So that was the sword experience. Um, oh, and then afterwards there was like picture time with Adrian. That was fun. Oh, I made him sign one of our magnets as hashtag Batman because we say that on a show all the time. What he was, was his very yeah, reaction to that? He was, just like, like, he was like, really? And I was just like, fucking sign it. <laughs> 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 I paid you dollars. Put my dumb thing on it. You can write there can be only one a hundred times for the next people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The possibility that I won't write this dumb shit on your magnet. I'm not trying to defend it as not being really dumb, but I like that magnet. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, and it's a bat mag. Yeah, and bat then we did a little testimonial video. Uh, yes, for the sword experience. Oh, I don't cool. know if that's going to be online on the sword experience. I wouldn't put our mugs on anything. I don't know if it's not. I have a copy of it, and I'll maybe post it up because yeah, they're yeah. not going to use it. I am. <laughs> do it so yeah that was a lot of fun and so what else happened on friday well we saw we met clay boris yeah he's there he's delightful in person yeah he uh he saw us when we were having lunch we were eating a bunch of tacos which were delicious oh yeah and he came running over to us you guys he was pumped you guys i saw him from afar and Mm -hmm. wave and he came a running clay had a nice jacket can we talk about that for a second i did like real nice cats and dogs jacket Oh, oh that no, jacket that jacket was, was awesome. awesome. Yes. I forgot about that jacket. Yeah. yeah. He, he had, had a cat- Ren Tin Tin canine cop jacket, right. and it was awesome. That was cool. But yeah. no, he had like a leather, like a oh, yeah. worn leather jacket. That was nice. That was nice. Looking classy clay. Mm-hmm. Classy clay Boris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, you know, we ate pretty well, all things considered. I felt bad for all the, the people who were just ordering from the fucking hotel <laughs> 
That's yeah. like that movie was like, hey, here's a twenty dollar cardboard pizza, and like, <laughs> or here's an alternate theory: we can eat like kings. <laughs> that kings. So speaking of eating, that night after the sword experience, what happened? Great question. What did happen? We had the meet and greet. Oh, oh right. They had the meet and greet, which uh, was nice, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Hold on. Can we tell the story now? Ugh. I don't know how... We shouldn't name names. I'm not naming names. Okay, so let's talk about the meet and greet. We get in. uh, We end up getting in kind of a little late. So, like, a lot... The the way it was all constructed was there was, like, tables all throughout the room, and there were, like, what, a dozen seats at each or whatever. And you could eat crudite and ham. And ham, Mm -hmm. right. That was ham. Ham. (laughs) Uh, So... And guests would come around and come to each table, and you get to chat with them. So, well, we had a little... So, let's talk about our... These are some of the crazy behind-the-scenes stories, Mm -hmm. what's happening to us. So, we get in, and there's only so many seats at each table, because one... or Well, at first, it was going to be two seats at a table were reserved for guests, because they were going to do, like, a round-robin scenario, where every, like, ten minutes, guests would switch tables. So, we had to leave these seats open, right? So, Kyle, you end up at one table. Eamon and I need to go to this other table. We go to sit next to each other, and there's a woman there... Who will not let me sit next to her. And she's Mm -hmm. like, that seat is reserved. And she said, for the guests. And I was like, oh, well, there's those two open seats there. And I was like, I just want to sit here next to my friend Eamon. And she's like, no, this seat is reserved for the guests. It's because she wanted to sit next to them and talk to them. Cool, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool, I'll sit over here. Eamon's sitting across the table. Everyone at the table is super nice. Great people we met. There were some fun people. Yeah, they were really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Except for that one person. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so, so we, we, we're hanging out. You know, people are coming around. Who did we talk to first? I mean, Anthony Delongis was there. Mm-hmm. Efron McCash. Efron McCash came by. Clay, Clay Boris. Boris. Well, let's, we're going to get to... Paul, we had a hot second where he mm-hmm. came by and chatted. Oh, yeah, he, like, stopped by the table, but then, like, moved on, I think. Yeah, yeah he wasn't, like, seated at and a table. closed out the night with Jim Burns. Right. Mm-hmm. Gillian Horvath spoke to us. Oh, yes. right. yeah. Gillian, Gillian sat down with us for mm-hmm. a while, which was awesome. Yeah, that was great. And it was, like, super cool. And it was just, like, you know, real informal. You get to chat, ask some questions, just kind of hang with these people yeah. in, like, a Done. informal setting. And that's what made it kind of cool. And yeah. also, was which was kind of neat, in the middle of this whole thing, like, Peter Wingfield was coming right from work in San Diego. So he got there kind of late. Like, he wasn't there early in the day. And so he- while this meet and greet is going on... You know, John and Carmel announced, like, hey, the doctor's in the house. Is there a doctor in the house? Yeah, and, and then, then Peter boom. came in. And of course, it's really cool because all these people haven't seen each other in a long time, so there's lots of hugging. And, there's you know, a big hug between Jim Burns and Peter Wingfield. I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aww. Very sweet great. stuff. But what were we complaining about? Okay, so the first instance happened when Miss Elizabeth Grayson stopped by our table. Mm-hmm. So she starts, she's talking to all of us. I forget exactly what the story was. It was kind of almost carried just, over from the previous table. We all started talking about her new movie, which... Well, no, of, that's what I brought up. Oh, oh, this oh, is oh, when oh. I made my first mistake. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she had finished this story. There was a moment of silence. And so I was like, oh, I'll ask a question. I said, hey, Lizzie, like, you just released the trailer for your new movie. Everyone should check this trailer out on flapperpress.com or their Facebook page called Dance for Joy, right? Mm-hmm. This is a documentary she's been working on for a while. Also, listen all about it on The Chronicle with Elizabeth Grayson. So go back in that feed. We'll wait. Anyway. <laughs> 45 minutes later. All right. Now, all right, now you're all caught up and you know what we're talking about. So I was like, hey, the trailer looks great. How's, like, the festival thing going? Like, how's the reception of the movie been? So she starts telling us about the movie. Awesome. She kind of finishes, maybe another moment of silence. I ask another question. I mentioned, you know, about dance. It's all about dance therapy. I have a few mm-hmm. friends that are dance therapists. Again, we're basically now just chatting about our film and dance therapy, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. It was very nice. I thought it was good, at least. I don't know. <laughs> 
Then this woman who would not let me sit next to her or Eamon gave me a dressing down and she was like, excuse me, like you are very rude. <laughs> I was like, very pushy. And she was like, you are very pushy. You will not let anyone else talk. And I was like, what? Like no one else was talking. I'm sorry. Like, Which nobody else was saying a word. <laughs> no. And I was like, I just wanted to hear about her new movie. And she's like, I've seen all her movies. And I was like, you've seen her new movie? I was getting like, at this point, I'm getting amped up. And Kyle is like, <laughs> shut it down. Shut up. Shut, <laughs> shut it down. Shut it down right now. Nothing good Nothing is worth this. this like, yeah, this will not end well for anyone. And she's like, I've seen her movie. Oh, have you seen this movie? I'm like ready to fucking jump down this woman's throat. <laughs> Close. Uh, yeah. Anyway, she. So she's like, I need to talk to Jim when he comes around, and she's like, you better not ask him anything. And it's like, oh fuck. Okay. So I was like, okay, it was fucked. Yep. So that was fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. but otherwise it was a great event. Yeah. This was like a. <laughs> most of the attendees at this thing were wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I don't know why we even told this story. <laughs> why? Because it's funny. It's crazy, it and is. it gets better. It gets better because it then does. Clay came by our table. Oh, this actually our is amazing, buddy Clay. Oh, also we got yelled at by the hotel one of the managers. Oh, because we brought in beer. Well, they had yep. like a bar, but it was like bar prices again. Oh, jeez, I have my phone on still. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I don't my know. Goodness. Let me see who's calling. Jeez. Hello? Hey, how you doing, guys? Clay! Hey. Oh, oh hey, man. Clay, Clay Boris. How are you? Okay, good. So what's going on? We were just we're just recording a podcast right now talking about the convention. It's funny you called. How was your time at the Highlander Gathering? Oh, it was great. One of the best times I've ever had, ever. It was great. Awesome. Was amazing. What were some of the highlights for yeah. you? Besides us, of course. Yeah, uh, naturally. Besides well, well, meeting you guys was the top right there. Yeah. I had a lot of good moments. Uh, just getting together with old friends I haven't seen for a long time. So that was great. Like Ken Gord, you know, and seeing Adrian and everybody else. It was a lot of fun. Like, uh, like I really enjoyed it. And then I became friends with uh, Richard Martin, you know, the other director. And that was great. Uh, we've been uh, talking on the phone once in a while. Nice. So it was great. It was great meeting him. I'm happy that happened. It was a good weekend. It really was. And I gotta say, hanging with you, you really know how to party. I feel like you you taught me a thing or two. I feel like I need to step up my game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, out of drunken babes comes the truth, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way it is. <laughs> we In just... real life, you know, I'm just normal. as soon as you get get into a situation like that where all you're doing is talking about how great you are you're surprised how much you step it up all of a sudden (laughs) we were just talking about sorry just talking about what oh no the meet and greet dinner where you talk to an interesting person at at the table that we were at oh yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) do do you want to tell the listeners about your conversation with her she was one of those people that uh, just didn't like the F word. <laughs> and I, I guess I've been known to uh, use it quite a bit. But, you know, when, you, when you're sitting in that situation, you don't, like, you know, cause I, I'm used to people in the film industry and everybody talks that way, right? It's just the way we talk. And then to have all of a sudden somebody say, uh, excuse me, you know, while you're in the middle of talking, uh, and like I was just, I thought she was kidding at first. <laughs> Every time someone and says then, that, uh, I'm looking for like I, a small well, child. I, like, well, it just, it just takes you away from the trip you're on, right? Yeah. Right. I, I'm, I mean, I'm tripping. I'm going a certain way. And then somebody says, hey, wait a minute. You can't talk like that. And you go, <laughs> what? Huh? It's like, <laughs> it just makes you feel weird, period. You know, I probably gave her a hard time because of that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I realized that the other people were sort of laughing about it, so I guess I wasn't on my own uh, 
No, we were right there with you. I think it was all. all Well, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like, uh, like it's funny, you know. Like I would never in a million years think of saying to somebody, "Uh, "Excuse me, uh, you know, you realize you're swearing, right?" (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I was unaware. I, I wouldn't even. Well, I wouldn't even think about stopping somebody because they're talking like that. You might notice it, you know, but uh, to say something, I mean, uh, you know, we're not in church, you know. I mean, I don't talk like that when I'm in church, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so did you have any other good yeah, fan yeah, interactions just, during that meet and greet or at another point during the day or the, the convention? I, I guess the thing that was weird is that, uh, you know, Adrian didn't recognize me at first, right? <laughs> like, I didn't know this greet thing was going to be happening like that. All of a sudden, you know, Carmel, she grabs me and throws me at this table. Start talking. Uh-huh. So I sat down, and because there were circling people around, and at one point she brought Adrian to the table. And we hadn't said hello yet, barely. You know, I'm just, we're just thrown together at this table. And then he looks over at me, and I said, oh, fuck, I can't believe you didn't recognize me. <laughs> he looks at me and goes, Clay? Jesus Christ. He said, <laughs> so here we are getting to know each other all over again in front of all these people at the table. Uh, it's so weird. He says, well, the last time I saw you, you had uh, sort of a beard, and you had brown hair, and it was long. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? And it's true. I, I guess I do look different. In my mind, I look the same, right? <laughs> and, and to me, he looks the same because it's, you know, it's the Highlander. He's sitting right there. I mean, he looks exactly the same. A little right. older, it's about it. But uh, I guess because I've seen the, the episodes and I see him all the time, he hasn't seen me since for 20 years, you know? So that was kind of weird. That that was a weird table thing that happened. It's, it's like surreal that you just plop down here and then you see somebody you haven't seen for that long. Well, yeah. Well, the thing is, I'd seen him, like, earlier. Like, I think just before, right after I ran into you guys, when you guys were sitting at the restaurant eating or whatever, he was standing by the elevator talking to a woman. I was standing behind him, and then I put my coat up like a vampire. You know, I was hiding my eyes. <laughs> and I looked at him, and uh, he looked at me and looked at me kind of weird. <laughs> so because he was talking, I, I didn't want to interfere with people he was talking to. So Who's this he was talking. No, but he finished talking, and then he turned around and he walked away. He got in the elevator. I'm standing there going, what the fuck? <laughs> he really didn't recognize me? Like, I thought he was kidding. Then I realized he didn't recognize me. So anyway, when I saw him at the table, I told him that, and he said, that was you? Because I, I just thought it was some weirdo, like, putting his coat up over his face. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess, what, you get to, Every day of the week, somebody comes up to you and they put a, their face up over their eyes just to cover it. I mean, uh, it's a frequent, a normal thing for you. <laughs> but otherwise, I mean, it, it was a really good experience. You know, it was a lot of fun. Uh, like the fans were amazing. Just you know, really smart people asking great questions. You know, they were speaking from the heart. I mean, they, they knew all the episodes. They knew the names of the episodes I directed. I mean, I, even I don't know them all. I have to think about it. But, uh, you know, that kind of stuff is pretty amazing to me that people, like, go out of their way all the way to Los Angeles just to meet different people who are who love the same show, you know? And I'm, I'm a fan of a lot of things, but I doubt that I'd go out of my way to go to, you know, to go to a Star Trek convention. I mean, I would never do that in a million years. But some people are really into that, right? I guess. So it worked out good for everybody. Yeah, and you got to participate in one of the panels, right, about the directing. How was that experience yeah. for you? And I think we might have some footage of that, which might be dropping at some point in the not-too-distant future. Oh, 
good. Uh, it was just fun to, to talk to the audience about stuff, and it was good hearing Richard's stories, too. You know, and the whole thing with the body that he brought up. Holy fuck. <laughs> day, I'm still fucking... I'm still recovering from that. Yeah. <laughs> because... <laughs> You know, he's because he, at some point, he, even the Indian said, "You know, one director, one director asked, where's the body coming? Where's what happens to the bodies?'" Well, fuck, we all ask that. Yeah. And who doesn't? <laughs> we just don't say it out loud, right? And that's why I got into that whole thing. Where's the sword come from? <laughs> I mean, who gives a shit? It fucking just comes. It's it's there. <laughs> so anyway, so. So I think that, for me, that was the fun part, was like teasing Richard about the whole thing with the body. What about the head? You left the head behind? <laughs> I mean, don't you think you should take the head and leave the body behind? I, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, well, you know, or hold the body in your arms and with, with a free hand, hold the head by the hair <laughs> as, you're, as you're walking with it. You know, it's like, give me a break. <laughs> I mean, Anyway, that whole thing became fun, and I think the audience, you know, got off on that. Anyway, I, I never questioned the body thing because you, you can't go there with certain films. You just can't go there. Same thing as where does the music come from? It's the same thing. You can't ask. Yeah. There's no who, who knows. You know how does a vampire, you know, suck blood like through their fucking teeth and <laughs> into their body? I mean, but I mean, did you question that? Nobody ever questions that. No. Right. Right? It just is. I mean, it just happens. It, it just is. It just happens, right? So, anyway, that part of it was fun. And uh, just reminiscing, you know, about the episodes. And in a way, I wish Adrian would have been up there with us talking to the directors at the same time. I think that would have made it make it even more interesting. That yeah. would have been good. But I, I feel like your, your panel was, I think, actually my personal favorite. Just because the stories you guys are telling... They were they were stories that we haven't really heard before, and I just think you're really getting more into like the nuts and bolts of it. And I, I think it's really interesting. There was one thing you told where, like in the script, it was he he comes up to a bar, and you were like, "No, we're going to film this differently." Where the reflection of the bar is like in the windshield, and I remember that the, shot. The motel, yeah, the yeah. motel, the motel, the motel. Sign, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, that was like fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You story, know that yeah. shot I'm talking about, right? I do. Yeah, I, I actually remembered it when you were oh. describing it, and I was like, "Yeah, that is an oh, awesome okay. shot." Yeah, and it's like interesting, right. but it also saves time and effort to not have well, to go into the two hours of. Uh, it saves about two hours of lighting and shooting. I mean, you know, it's like. Uh, that's what I was trying to get at people. I was trying to get people to hear tricks of the of the trade, you know. Because when you when you're looking and you're seeing something that's filmed, you don't realize like all the work that goes into it, you know. The twenty you're like Adrian walks across the room. Happen. Well, yeah, I mean, Adrian walks across the room, right? Okay, there's fifty people behind him filming and taking care of it and lighting it and painting the set and dressing them and, and you know it's all a big deal. Everything's a big deal. That's why it's such a collaborative. You know, business, right? I mean, we all work together to make to make an image look good. So that's the thing. I'm glad you liked it because that, those are the kind of stories that Richard and I think we're saying, which is good, right? With him with the horse, me with the horse, and him with the cow, and right. you know, and Ken Gord forgetting that you know it was both his episodes. Oh, yeah. It was <laughs> that was really funny. He was like <laughs> sitting in the back, and you called him out. <laughs> that was really funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, he told me afterwards that, that he really enjoyed it. He thought we did a good job, you know. So, uh, 
I was happy about that. That's great. Awesome. So I, I filmed a bunch of stuff myself, which I'm going to cut together at some point and, uh, and put it on Facebook. I'll let you guys know. Maybe you guys will want to use it. Uh, totally. Yeah, so I'm just going to, you know, I shot people here and there. Remember when we stayed out outside at 2.30 in the morning? Oh, right. I was yeah. filming. Out. I don't know if you guys remember. I was filming out there, right? Oh, see, there was some I was filming director. going on. I was, I was fucking, I was always working. <laughs> There's probably incriminating yeah, evidence on that video now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so Clay so, Boris will be uh, blackmailing us later. Cut right. something together. No, I've got some great stuff of Ken Gord, of uh, James, I mean, you know, and uh, Jim Burns. I mean, I got all kinds of stuff, which I filmed on the side of those guys. And I got Ken, you know, on camera saying, don't film me, don't film me, <laughs> don't film me. I, I can't wait to put that on. <laughs> awesome, Clay. Well, thanks for calling us, uh, and thanks for checking in yeah. with us. And we'll be in touch in the uh, coming days and weeks with... Uh, Letting you know when we release all our stuff. Yeah, we're really happy that we got to know you on the trip. It was great. Okay, well, listen, me too. And listen, thanks a lot for putting up my stuff from Quiet Cool and things like that and letting people see my things. Uh, I appreciate it. That's cool. Anytime, yeah. yeah. And when we post your uh, your interview you did with us, we're going to be posting some more of your stuff, which will be cool to share. So you, okay. s- you sent us some cool well, newspaper articles. So thanks Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for putting those up. Appreciate it. Well, thanks so, again, Clint. Uh, I'm glad you met you guys. So if you're ever here in Toronto, let me know so I can be out of town. Ah, yeah, let me know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and if I ever go there, you guys are we're Philadelphia? That's yeah. right. Philadelphia. Come by. Where in the yeah. fuck is that anyway? It's uh it's in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, between, it's on the east coast, Clay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> between DC and New York. <laughs> yeah, I know. But anyway, uh, maybe we'll maybe I don't think I'll ever head up that way to tell you the truth. <laughs> but uh well, well, if you do, we'll get you, you know, drunk. We'll yeah. take you to all the best places. Yeah. All right. So that'll be fun. Okay. All right, well, see you, Clay. A lot, guys. Have a great Thank day, you, man. Clay. Okay, take talk care. to you soon. Have all a right, good day. Bye. Director Clay Boris. What a phone call. What a man. What a legend. You gotta stop giving out our phone number, Keith. I know. I, I gave it to these, everybody, and they just call whenever callers. they feel like it. Don't they know we're trying to work here? <laughs> we're in like our seventh hour podcast thing, and they're calling us up, derailing the whole thing. Ah, uh, uh, we're kidding, of course. Clay's the man. Clay is the man. Call us anytime. Yeah. yeah, really. Like anytime we're recording, just give us a call. Just give us a call and say whatever you feel like. Yeah, I would it's give gold. Clay my number and just let him call me whenever. Okay. Any day. Any day. Monday. Maybe Tuesday. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. All right, just check it. No, t- no Tuesday. Okay, so we're no at the Tuesday. meet and greet. We're and, at the fucking meet and greet. And, and Clay, Clay, so this... That was well-timed. Yes, very well-timed. So Clay, this woman who gave me a bunch of shit mm-hmm. for no good reason, Clay comes over, and at first he starts talking to her, and well, later we found out, he's like, I thought she was with you. I thought she was cool. Very quickly, <laughs> he found out that she was creeping him the fuck out. <laughs> and she was like, she's not with them. Ugh. <laughs> so Clay is, of course... Dropping F-bombs, as is his way. And this woman took some offense to this. So he doubled down on that and just was like, I'm going to give everybody a history she lesson on the origin. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I was, it was great. dying. It was really funny. Yeah, everything about it was good. Don't ever change. Don't ever change. Yeah. Was- oh, and I don't think we finished saying that we got yelled at by the hotel manager because we were drinking. Oh, we had our own beers. Right, because their bar was charging a ton of money. Yeah. So we're like, fuck this. And I brought a backpack full of liquor down. Yep. And we start popping beers at the table. And the guy's like, you may That's, not drink those here. And I'll be like, no, no. I'll be right back. And I just went in the hall and slammed them. He was <laughs> nice about it. Oh, yeah, he was nice about it. And yeah. then I promptly just chugged them. And he made us put away the flask also. But 
Wah. Yep. So like, no, you must buy our twelve dollar Bud Lights. No, thank you. Sir. No, thanks. I'll drink my eighty cent High Life. <laughs> high Lights. Uh, so yeah, the it meet and greet was a lot of fun. It was a good night. Yeah. Good night. Then after the meet and greet, there was a trivia night. Yes, which we Ooh, brought all that beer to. Yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, well, actually, didn't we go out and get even more beer we, for that? Yes, because yeah, we drank beer. all the beer yeah. in the book bag. And then we drank all the beer <laughs> that we bought. We bought an 18 back and then drank all of that. <laughs> yeah, well, we were giving a lot of it away. We gave some oh, away, but true. we still yeah. drank a lot of it. Well, and we, we ended up on a team with Andrew Highlander Modine. film directors yep. Andrew Modine and Jeremy Orr. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were doing swimmingly in the Quizzo until we got to yeah. past where we are in our recording because it was... Mm-hmm. Illustrated by season. Then we shit the bed. Yep. Yeah. It was a joke. We yeah, were... Gillian Horvath said we were like in the lead. Oh, we would have if that we had done that trivia night after we had finished yeah. our run of the show, we would have mopped up. Our team was there can be only puns. There can be only puns. It's true. That was a Kyle name, right? Mm-hmm. You're welcome. So but that was fun. No, we that was a blast. Win. We did not win, but I, it was, that a was good fun. That was a good time. Good time. Was and then we. By all drank more <laughs> then we went to the, the bar, bar and stayed out until how were we alive we almost we got no alive. sleep on yeah this trip. I, I don't think we were alive yeah, yeah. oh and uh, that night yeah we hung out with clay that night because we got kicked out of the bar not because we were like oh, acting up the bar closed at one one one, one? no 12 30 was last call and oh. they stopped serving really soon after well i mean i guess it's last call you idiot but <laughs> It was like everybody was so pissed. And then yeah. they were like, you can drink right outside the bar in like the lobby area. Great. Fine. We'll sit right here. Nope. And then they and like, then like 10 minutes later, you can't be here. It's like, what? We have to clean. You can't be here. So they like, kick us outside. Oh, we were so mad. Yeah. and then, But then we got Clay was outside. like ready to get in a fight with the manager. He's like, oh, you don't like our money? It's like, yeah. <laughs> we're just doing our job, sir. Oh, this fucking place. Yeah. It was this is great. absurd. So then we... Uh, Went outside, and that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Got drunk as a skunk. Yeah. <laughs> People were, like, sharing their Highlander memorabilia outside, sharing stories. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was good. Hey, Rewatchers. How about that? This episode keeps going and going. We didn't realize how much we had to say about the awesome time we had in Los Angeles for the 25th anniversary gathering. So we're going to cut this episode off right here, uh, only after basically one day of recapping. Stay tuned next week for part two, where we're going to talk about the rest of the trip. And don't worry, it's not going to be like eight episodes long or anything like that. I mean, this isn't our Highlander 2 recap or anything. Uh, Anyway, so join us next week for part two, where we'll talk about days two, three, and four. Thanks again for listening. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. We'll see you next week. Bye. Do the evolution. Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Mm-hmm. I think we've got. I a, think we have a theme this, this here. Is a, yeah, some, <laughs> some pro evolution uh, propaganda, propaganda here. Propaganda. I wasn't raised from no monkey. Oh boy, <laughs> that's right. If that if, right. If we evolved from monkeys, why are there still monkeys? <laughs> huh? If we evolved from Captain Captain Simeon, why are there still astronaut monkeys? And why aren't we all captains? <laughs> yeah. No, no monkey outranks me. Yeah, uh, answer me that, Joe Pearson. <laughs> sorry, this is off the rails, but so, that was interesting. Go yeah. On.